It is because women are slaves in the patriarchy that they are the key to the emergence so of patriarchy, way more culture that comes after patriarchy. If they're willing to dignify themselves and respect themselves enough women need to as stand women, up. women need to stand up and say enough. Feminine force, I mean, it's as much as they've been respecting patriarchy their entire life. This is Radically Alive Women's Edgecast, and we are diving deeper. I'm glad we get to dive deeper. I'm here with Annika Kosten on the topic of women's anger and intimacy. And we just had this short conversation about what that actually means. And you just said this beautiful sentence. Can you, do you still have that? Or can you speak about that, the, the broader topic that we're going to dive deeper into here? Yeah, thank you, Julia. It's the shift from a quite narrow perception of what intimacy could mean in relating with a man or being in relationship or also with a woman, if you if you choose to do that, and to broaden the possibilities of intimacy wider than just limiting it to the sexual space. And what I mean by that is that for me, for most of my life, because I was so in disconnect with my feelings and with my own body, the only way of actually creating intimacy or a form of intimacy that I thought at the time would fulfill me or bring connection or even healing of conflict would be to enter the sexual space. And that was... In hindsight, that's very sobering. What have you found out? Like, so, what what are the distinctions that you found out between you know, the sexual space, intimacy space, and an actual sexual intercourse? What is what is sexuality? What is intimacy? Hmm. I, I would say intimacy is what you make it and what possibilities you find. There is no limit to it. And so, yeah, you, you get to create and you need your conscious fear to do that, to be present with your, yeah, what you're scared about and, and to be present to be in connection because it's a scary place. And, yeah, as a woman, really honoring where where you're at and what it is that you want and that's where, where your anger comes in, where your clarity comes in, or what you're having a yes for and what you're having a no for, and then also keeping going with that, not just saying no or yes and then changing your mind because you want to be nice, like honoring yourself and your body and your wishes and your desires. And from that place, creating a space that you mightn't have created before, so that's scary because you don't really know what you're actually creating and you're saying, hey, I'm, I'm taking a stand for something different. For example, a slow space that has got nothing to do with penetration, sexual intercourse, and it can be that also. And it's not the only thing that needs to happen or that's the piece to strive for. So intimacy seems to be really broad, you know, really like, as you said, there's a wide space, it's what you make it and there's no limit to it. 
And I get the sense there are different levels of intimacy or the different, from my own experience also, there are different areas of intimacy. I can be physically intimate. I can be really emotionally intimate, make, being vulnerable with, with sharing my heart. Um, yeah, what other intimacies are there? There's an intellectual intimacy, so going into like a topic that you both really enjoy and uh, exploring and, and finding connection through that, like the ecstasy of discovery. Mm. And then energetic intimacy. Yeah, this, yeah, eye gazing would probably fall into that. Like this this presence with with the other and with this other being in front of you, which becomes something that's beyond just a physical connection in that moment when the eyes meet. Hmm. And there's even a an ecstasy that can happen that can happen on the archetypal level. You know, when the, really the archetypal woman comes alive and meets the archetypal man, or possibly also archetypal woman, archetypal woman. I, I don't know about that. This, when when everybody's really in their like connected to their destiny, to their purpose, and and really showing up with that. Yeah, I. I totally agree with that and yeah it's very magic when that happens and it really in my experience can only happen when all these four different areas the the emotional the physical the intellectual and the energetic are somehow online like when they're when you're present in them and if you're not if if something is off in either of those spaces then the archetypal cannot come alive and I, I'm jumping a bit because it, it's, it came through in the moment and, you know, there's even the possibility and I'm, I'm not the first person to, to share this, this possibility that in, in the act of lovemaking and, mm, and I'm not saying that this is my, my, my goal in, in the, in the exercise or in the, in the connection to, to reach orgasm and the, manifestation and calling in of something that it is that's coming through you through the through the orgasm so i i've experienced moments where something would just come and i call in something that i want to manifest in my life and i would amplify that in that moment yeah that's potent yes So with that, with that, those areas of intimacy, have you noticed, or how does that relate to sexual intimacy? Because that's first is intimacy. What makes it sexual intimacy? Hmm. It's a really good question. <laughs> and, and I think it's quite a loaded word. And I don't know where the line is in that. I, someone might want to say that, you know, there is physical touch and that's physical body intimacy and possibly when it becomes sexual, then penetration starts. It's, it's when, when the woman is open enough to receive the man and to enter, to me, a different stage of relating. Like it's, it's, it's a next, mm, yeah, a different stage. Like the first stage is, is different. Like the first stage for me 
and and that could be different for other women. For me, what works is to to have this slow space, and for my yoni or my vagina, or even if you have a name for her, to open up to get get ready to receive or not. And and if she has a yes, like if I'm in communication with her and she gets to the place of a yes, then signaling that and and going from there and see what happens. Yeah. Curious about that really also. It sounds like there's a the purpose slightly changes. The the purpose of the intimacy gets a different or gets a certain direction or intention. And as we speak of sexual energy as a specific type of energy, I'm, I'm wondering whether, I'm guessing that there's also the energy changes with that intention. Like there's a shift that happens on the threshold when it becomes sexual. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I have a guess that it's some form of union that happens in that moment or this this dance where somehow at some point you don't even know anymore what's you and what's the other because what you experience somehow becomes this reflection of the other like or the other is there to reflect mm. and then and, what's and then what's commonly referred to as sex is how would you describe that then that's intercourse or can be also before intercourse right like this actual act of love making and and there's probably even a difference between love making and sex hmm yeah and it really depends what you choose to use also you might decide that it doesn't work for you anymore to use that term even because it's so loaded and it's got such a it's 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 a context that's very clearly defined at least from what i understood back then it was a very linear non-experimental straightforward space with the goal of getting to orgasm if possible and at the end, the man would ejaculate, and that's it. The space was dead. And and also being this kind of quick fix in some ways. It's almost like someone who's addicted, who's getting a little bit of a shot or something like, and and but then needing it again because it's actually not fulfilling what what your being is really longing for. As you and, say, it's really loaded from from mainstream culture, from um, yeah, from porn, but not even porn. Look at all the movies. I watched Dances with Wolves the other day, again after a long time, and they I, I really noticed how they get together and immediately they start this heavy kissing with tongue out and 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 they end up in bed together. And that's such an illusion that that would be anything appropriate to to go this fast or to, to like mm. you get together and immediately you have to go and have sex. And that's really a very common message. As I've seen that in many, many films. So I, what, feel, yeah. I feel my sadness arise when you say that because it reminds me of growing up and how I wasn't initiated 
like into other possibilities like how as a as a girl as a young woman i'm not even sure actually as a girl how i did not have role models older women besides me my mother who would share with me what it is like to to be a woman in that space and to to honor this woman in myself and to bring that and for this to be also then cherished by the man and so yeah i you know i think about the first time i had intercourse or sex and it was a really painful experience and it it didn't get any better for a very long time and the the trauma that is being caused to not only my physical body but on an emotional level and also yeah the energetic body the intellect this impossibility to enter a domain that would actually bring in life like it was really like a dead space and yeah just feeling also fear fear for the girls that are out there that become prey to a man that also watches these movies and hasn't been initiated and walks around probably often in his little boy that is looking for mummy to get what he needs and and then grabs it and takes it and yeah you can imagine all the different possibilities of how that might express itself in that way and also i i feel my sadness around the boys growing up with that it's such a pressure on them too i don't think it suits and serves men either it's rushing through and as you say, it's an archetypal domain, and that is not portrayed anywhere in modern culture, that it's an archetypal domain that deserves like a courtship of each other, deserves building up the space, really um, connecting on an intimate level in these other realms before it gets even physical. Yeah, and I, I don't want to go into too much detail about it because this is not what this is about. and you know, what comes alive in me is like, and the consequences of it that, put, you know, this is the space where you create life. There's children that are born out of a space like that. And then this is the the kind of children that we raise in modern culture. And then the same pattern repeats itself generation over generation, because the, the tools and the context are just not there. Mm. Yeah, I feel my anger arise here about the fast food culture. It's really, it's the same, same thing as going to McDonald's. It's like, let's go quick. And really the sacredness of that space gets lost. Thank you for that. So how, how, how to create something different or no, also how to encourage women and young, young women to create something different. We talked about that. I think it, it really starts to learn to own the own experience. And and think that's where yoni healing comes in, to really know your body, not yeah, all over, your physical body, your emotional body, and especially your your sexual parts, you know, the sexual organs. What what do you have about that? I have about this something that a friend of mine taught me to start with and this is where she 
was referring to that the first part when you develop in the in the uterus of your mom is actually your yoni and then this kind of small piece I think which would be your spinal cord and then your lips and so there's this like connection between these two parts and if you start and and this is fascinating that this is the first development and to me is a sign of the the sensitivity the like everything goes from there or something like that like it's 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 a sensitive part it's received most of information and experience in that space when being born being alive or becoming alive and also the yeah this is where it starts from and so this is the place like as a as a grown-up woman this is the place then to check in with if it starts from there because that's the place that probably picks up whatever is going on because it's done that back then so why wouldn't it do it today and yeah what and, and I know this from experience that my, my lips are so sensitive like kissing is such a sensitive act and it can become such a intimate space if if I allow for that to happen and in terms of my Yoni, I, for many, many years, I did not have connection with her at all. And I think this is what allowed this self-abuse to to happen, for, for men to, to enter whenever they wanted, however they wanted, whichever way and, and however long they wanted. And whether you were ready or not, probably, as well. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, I, I did not possibly think that there is such thing as being ready because my default was to be in service and to adapt. And so about two years ago, I had a process in a training whereby I I stepped in as being my yoni and another person stepped in being me. It was some form of psychodrama, you could call that. And my yoni started having a conversation with me and it was a very intense experience to notice how many emotions were actually stored up in her. First of all, starting with anger and just how much rage she had that I was not in touch with her and what I did to her and how I did not acknowledge her for what she is. And then it went into sadness about that and just feeling the pain and there was joy somewhere in her that I was actually making connections. So she was also honoring that, that I made a step towards that, talking with her. And, and I encourage every woman that has the possibility to be in a space like that to do that. It's quite remarkable. I, I was holding space for some woman afterwards, and it was a very transformative experience for some of them to see what comes alive. And it's very different for every woman. You offer and, these spaces to women, yeah? Yeah, I do, they yeah. Contact you for that. Okay, great. Yes. Yeah. And it, it's, as I said, like it's it's very different between women. Some women cannot actually even step into their yoni yet. Like they might just actually have an experience with themselves first, depending on, on where they're at in their evolution of also connecting with their feelings. Yeah. What I experienced after the space is more connection with my yoni and more awareness of what is actually alive in her. And so 
not only in the sexual space or in the, the space that, that might go towards penetration, but also before that, I I could connect with her whether she was actually ready to have any form of connection, any form of intimacy with a man. And and she would give me clues, like or cues. She would give me a yes or a no, or I'm not turned on, or I, I'm a little bit turned on and something else needs to happen first before the next step can happen. And in terms of the actually the 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 next stage that we talked about, like going into like penetration and the men entering, she she is very precise. So if any of these spaces are any of these like if, if you if the physical body in myself or the other person or if the energetic body or the intellectual or emotional body of the other person or myself are off, she is not having a yes. Like for her, this all needs to be aligned. Like she would not compromise anything and she would just stop and be like, I, I'm not willing to do that. And yeah, that was really clear. Like I think my anger at some point was just able to kind of go, okay, like I'm I'm not gonna go back to what I know and I don't know what's gonna come instead. And it was too painful to to just even barter a little bit. Yeah, like this, oh yeah, I'm in my head a little bit right now while this oh well, you know, like that's what I always do. I need to think about the shopping. But we'd go anyway. Like it's I just could not and she could not. Like she she was just like, no way. Because of having also then in that time starting to have these experiences of this archetype of space and those intimate spaces going very different every single time, like knowing that it's never the same place, knowing that it's never the same space. And she she would just take a stand and be like, we, we're going to ask for the moon here. And if the moon's not happening, then this is not happening. For the and moon, ask for the moon. What do you mean by that? It's someone that that shared this at some point in in a nonviolent communication context with me. That why wouldn't you ask for the moon? It's like asking for the impossible. Um, asking for something so far away, just like the moon. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, I guess like the the space where then she is open and she's willing to receive, then there's this whole other domain of her sensitivity and, and what she picks up and, and all these different places and nooks and crannies inside that, you know, in the past, I didn't even have a clue about that, that that's there. It, it's, it's like you, you, you have your hand and, instead of knowing that you have five fingers you thought it would just be this glove hand or something like that yeah and then out of a sudden you discover that you have nails and you have a small finger and you have a stronger thumb and there's actually a palm and different receptors in that space and so yeah this this big universe and I'm I'm still on this journey like I don't I don't think I've discovered the all the possibilities that she has and that that she she can bring in terms of the experience and the different ways of being aroused or the different ways of having orgasms or 
also what what she likes to do like if if she's fully engaged she just starts playing like she becomes very playful adventurous she stops she starts she she makes space for the man like so she, she's able to not then just take this is another place also i think in the evolution of being in the sexual space of it's it's not about me anymore it's not about like i need to get something out of it i need to fill some cup i need to reach climax so so that i can function again it it, it becomes this dance of giving and receiving and and at some point it's not clear anymore even like i said like it becomes one it seems really beautiful prospect to get there to to really get to know yourself your physical body the connection between lips and yoni the yoni and all their all her facets and her wisdom and i just want to go back a little bit to the healing that will be necessary to be able to even access that wisdom because i think it's it's it goes the the, the trauma or these unintegrated experiences and the emotional charge that the emotional charge that is on the female sexual organs is huge and it goes way past this lifetime it's a cultural impact it's you know i grew up thinking oh my yoni is ugly it's and it smells and oh why did i end up with that i wish i had a penis not that there that i found them prettier but at least you could I don't know, it seemed just really yuck to have have a vulva and and that's really conditioning where then I look at myself with with a certain filter. And for that to come off, it, it really needs healing. So I hear you've gone through that healing journey of, of having conversations with your Yoni where in a representative setting what else have you explored for healing? For me, the most healing has happened being in relationship with a partner and being able to create those spaces to slow down. And I know that this is very different for different women. You know, some women do the healing by maybe going to a tantra workshop or having a yoni egg or doing doing self-massage practices and touching their breasts and 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 I, I'm still on this cusp of also going down those roads to to really be in touch with my own body so that I then know what to step into or what it is that I want. And for me it has worked to to be in relationship with a man that has a lot of interest in exploring sexuality and exploring himself in that also. And so what what was possible in that to happen is that I I had the agency to say no and then the man to be able to stop and then for me to express my emotion in the space, whether that's crying, whether that's being angry, whether that's expressing my fear, usually those three emotions, to work through that and 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 then to keep going like so it's like this healing the, the man being able to hold space in that moment for me to go through that which not often has been long and then sometimes to keep going and sometimes not and that has not always been the case there have been spaces where that was not possible and I needed to do extra 
processes with mostly women that would hold space for me to to heal these parts and to make different decisions in that space and other other uh possibilities that have happened is that for example when i would come to to climax that my body sometimes would just start shaking it would just be like a whole expression of fear i presume and i would just let that happen and and to not think that this is weird or that i need to hide that and yeah and and being with a man that's able to receive that and if he's not then take a stand for it that let him know that you're healing and I, I also i i've talked with other women not many about that and they're like yeah i've i've was in this relationship and I was shaking for the first four or five years every single time and just being with that and also not to think that this is a again you know a quick fix thing that's happening like I've been doing this for the last three and a half years and it's still ongoing it might still happen that I need to stop and go through something and the the worst thing that can happen and I've been more on the edge about it than actually going there is this then beating myself up that I'm still there and there's still another layer and I'm still not healed yet and I'm still crying and there's still fear in myself and actually going, well, this is what it is. This is what my body is expressing and I'm taking care of it by just letting it be and I'm making space for it. And it doesn't have to make any sense to me. It doesn't have to make sense to my intellectual mind at all. And it doesn't have to make sense for the man either. And, and to be willing to to walk that, to walk that journey. I have no idea how long this is going to take and whether this is ever going to become healed and then I'm this enlightened person. And I don't even know if I want to because it's really beautiful to be able to do that in that space, to actually, you know, rather than it being this linear, boring, dry, dead, cold space to go yeah this is my healing space or some some of it is a healing space and we're doing it together we, we, we're healing yeah possibly something that's in our both like men and women's bodies from god knows how many generations and it's really beautiful I, I think it's also really beautiful for the man if he can open himself up and let himself be touched by it to experience that Beautiful to hear that that healing can happen in the relating, in the encounter with a man that has enough willingness and consciousness and, and to be on that journey together. And I want to mention that it, it may also be necessary to go through your own emotional healing processes with a space holder to look at these old, you know, I, I get what wakes up in me is I think a lot of women are fucking angry at men for all, like from generations they've inherited the anger from their mothers and their mother has inherited it from her mother. And so there's a lot of anger towards men that is not expressed. that's not even conscious. And that blocks that path to be available in the first place as well as fear. And I just want to mention that there are spaces where you can explore that even if you're not in a relationship, you can, or regardless of that, you can, you can really ask for these emotional healing processes that happen one-on-one. -on -one. Yes. And, and you offer those, you hold space for those, correct? Exactly. Yeah. Yes. And, and I do too. So there and there are others. I'll I'll send I'll publish a link on, on the possibility coaching website. 
And sometimes it might even be necessary on purpose to do that, on purpose to choose that I'm not going to be with a man. I'm going to focus on my healing. I'm going to focus on what is happening with my sexual energy. How am I creating this? Like, how am I closing down towards man? What, what can I do in my own healing to open up that space again? Because at the moment I'm not, or at the moment where I'm at with the tools that I have, I cannot create a safe enough space for myself in order for this to happen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And and I'm sure there's people out there that would recommend to actually just do that rather than doing it with a man. And I, I don't think there is a recipe for this. It's, everyone has to find that out for themselves. And I I want to admit that there has also been spaces where I have been in sexual contact and then afterwards the man admitted, yeah, actually I, I was still taking or I was still doing that because he's on his journey. And it's painful to feel that and to receive that and go, whoa, okay, but I opened myself up just then. And I don't think that this is the so-called re-traumatizing. It's, it's like, okay, wow, here's a man that's admitting this, yeah, to acknowledge that, to feel the pain about it and go, okay, we're doing something different next time and I want to be aware. And then he says, yeah, I want to be aware too. And then now we know that this is happening and now you know when this is happening so you can pull me out. Yeah. That leads to the next part that I wanted to speak with you and, and shine some light on is this practicality of slowing down, as you called it, or rather the bigger field of how to hold space for the encounter that you want to have. And that's holding space for yourself and for the whole interaction. Mm -hmm. What have you learned about that? Or what do you want to share about that? It starts with being able to be present. And so in some circles, that's called first position. And in Maybe. ballet, they, they use that, mm -hmm. that there's a position that you start with to bring yourself into the space. That also happens in martial arts, for example, that there's a, there's a practice to bring yourself into presence. And the more you practice that, the more it becomes part of your life. And then you are present. And what that means is that you're actually in your own authority, in your own body, in this adult of yours. You're not being carried away with the future or the past or trying to work something out in your head or still dwelling in some emotions. You are with what is right here, right now. And this is the only place that you can actually make decisions. Any other place is might be an opinion or a well thought through process and it sounds reasonable and it's it's nothing it's got nothing to do with the presence. And so in that presence, you then get to be in your body and notice what's in your body. Notice what you're not noticing in your body and, and do research around that. And then honor what comes up and then be with that, even if it's scary. And name it, even if you never named these things before. And act on it. So that's the that's the first step. And then... So there is a space for particular anger practices, like claiming your conscious anger back that I hold, particularly for women, whereby you start initiating your anger. And what I mean by that is to have this 
energy and information of this resource available to you pretty much all the time. It's like a tap that you can just turn on and then you use it as a resource for life. And and that allows you, A, to choose to be present. So you make the choice to be present and then go from there. And for example, you're in the space and you're holding this, we call it like a energetic sword. And you need this anger to keep the sword, like to keep attention on the sword. Where is it? Have I still got it? Did I drop it on the way? And then if you are moving the sword up and you're holding it at the neck of your partner or yourself to keep holding it, to to keep the energy high enough so that the information, the decision, the change, the shift can land in the space. And what that means is in practices, if you say stop, you say stop. You're not halfway changing your mind about it. Stop is stop. And then you go next step. Yeah, what I noticed about that sword is that it's really a no bullshit sword. It's It cuts through bullshit. And, you know, you might be, and it not even maliciously, but you might say stop and then your partner might react to that and might say, well, but, you know, blah, 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 and give all these reasons why it would be a good idea to do this or that. And you don't have to buy into any reasons. Reasons are just reasons. If you have a no, then that's your no, and then you can hold that. And the, the sword can really help to, to just stay connected to that and not be lured into some logical arguments, a mental discussion about, or a almost like a shaming, you know, why do you do this and not that? And to really just stay connected to your own experience and what works for you and what doesn't. It is two things that are coming up for me and I want to park one of them, which is to do with a man. So you might bring me back to that. So one is that that pays as a woman to give my center away to the man. And, and this is where I was talking about the first position, to be in your center. And if I start questioning what I'm bringing into the space, then I'm giving my center away to the man and to what he brings. And the other piece around that is the man who has this innate thing, in my experience, that he wants to fix the woman and find a solution and change it and come up with possibilities and make it happen quick fix. And, and for men to just fucking relax and, and hold that and, yeah, crumble in that if they need to and feel uncomfortable, whatever it is, to just hold it and let the woman be in her experience and for the woman to say, I'm going to be in my experience now. If you don't want it, then, yeah, please go and I'm going to be in my experience now. And what I want to say to that is that sometimes you don't, might not even know where you are. Like you might not even know whether you're present or not. And this is the first indicator to say, stop. Like, okay, I actually don't know actually who's making the decision right now. I have no idea whether I really want it or not. And I can also not come to a place of making a decision. And it's okay. At the moment, I'm feeling all these feelings and I'm having all these thoughts and I cannot work it out. I take some space or, or I talk to my my girlfriends about it or I will go to a healing process about it because I'm so confused right now I I don't know why this is coming up 
and being okay with that and, and not repeating this same old pattern of beating yourself up. Like I said earlier, that you're there again or that you still haven't got it because not having gotten this is there for a reason. Like it, it's been a really wonderful tool for you growing up being this girl or this teenager or this young woman that needed to be confused or not knowing what or put up all these strategies because she didn't know how to do it differently and this is what she needed to survive somehow it takes real practice to be able to to do that right like to be really able to hold yourself and to hold the space like that to really take a radical stand for your own aliveness and what's alive in yourself it takes training because not mm -hmm. no one really learned that in school from their parents from anybody this if girls and women learn one thing they learn to adapt either adapt or they do the opposite and they rebel mm -hmm. yeah and this willingness to slow down my default mode even talking to you right now is i have to slow myself consciously down to lend the message in the space and my default is to speak fast wash over not notice don't have feelings just get it over and done with really quick and and then we're going to the next space and so it takes training to consciously choose to slow down and trusting that this is what brings the next step not the rushing through and the the quick fix it's essentially to to find your own speed in that yeah because for some women it might mean a speeding up i don't know <laughs> it's, it's probably and i'm i'm with you it's i think there's a tendency of rushing in the busyness of life and then that is part of all areas of life and the speeding up is is totally there yeah once i'm in my body and once i'm present i can then also allow for speeding up i can also allow for sometimes the man taking charge and sometimes me being in charge like all these different explorations that other modalities tantra etc do you know uh, whatever playful things you want, might want to come up with. I, I have not gone down that road and I'm sure people do. And there is a big difference of doing this consciously and in presence than letting your your underworld, like your, you know, these parts of you that try to control or manipulate or feel the power and use the power dominate the space. That's a whole and, other area that I'm glad you're mentioning it because the it's such a fine line you know, to, to learn to honor your own. And it takes a lot of consciousness to not go into the control or into the manipulation that women have learned to do when they didn't have access to the clarity of their voice, clarity of their wants, the clarity of what works for them or not. So there was only this other option to manipulate control or confuse themselves. And all these patterns can, can wash up. And then they taint the whole experience and create actually the opposite of what you're talking about. And then it creates not this nourishing space. Yeah, and it's the uh, it's it's why the sword has the two edges. And I'm not just calling the bullshit in the man, but also calling the bullshit in myself. And then using my anger to say no to the bullshit, saying I want to create something different. This space is 
sacred for the better of the word and and I'm I'm creating a space of connection I'm like you say I'm creating a space of nourishment love creation possibilities play fun and for me to then saying no to those those parts of myself that that don't serve the space for those values that are coming in also for doing the healing with these parts so that they can transform into something different like that they get healed also thank you annika if you gave women one piece of advice or a piece of practice one practice that they could do that brings them closer to creating their own space what what would that be the the main practice that i normally have coming up which is something that helped me which is not so much creating their own space and in some ways maybe it is it's to do with what is your own sexuality or, or what is your own pleasure with yourself and and making space for that consciously creating spaces for that and I was mentioning earlier about you know practices like you can touch your body and to me it goes well beyond that it's I'm I'm eating a a papaya and I'm being present with eating the papaya while all the smells and the taste and the textures you know swirl around in my mouth which is really this other sensitive organ organ originally connected to your yoni and and making it a, a sexual experience if you want to use that word yeah having having a mouth orgasm with your papaya and <laughs> celebrating it and 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 celebrating that 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 you can say i don't need a man for this or i don't need an other for that I, i create this for myself i'm i'm creating pleasure in my life no matter what whether i'm single in partnership whether it's not working it's that i take responsibility for my own experience i love that is a really the sense sensitive exploration sensual exploration of the mouth to start with and be it with a papaya or pineapple or whatever yeah thank you annika thank you julia 